crazy, right? You guys big art, big art fans. I mean, I'm a fan of art, but uh, I've never heard of Banksy. Who's your favorite artist? Before we go to Banksy, my favorite artist Dave is Matthews. <laughs> Dave Matthews band. <laughs> no, my, my, I mean, I would say my favorite artist or my favorite type of art comes in the music department. But okay, but we're not yeah, talking vi- visual about. Art, we talked yeah. about music yeah. last. Ob- last obviously, time. the um, audible art. What am I thinking? Like, audible. The, the music. music. Like the music, audio. The music. Yeah, like ob- <laughs> I obviously. Think we call the musical art just music. Obviously, but. the thing that is most pleasing to your hearing senses yeah. is um, school project podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's it's, that's that's obvious. It's our deep timbers. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of just like, I think I like photography, like that type of art. Mm. Like I like visual art. Um. Like, I, I like to be sitting there, like, when there's a sunrise or a sunset, like, that's very soothing to me, and I really enjoy that. Or, like, going on a hike so you, in the woods and, like, sing, sing that. Like, that's my favorite type of art. So, like, so your, like, your favorite commercials are, like, the shot on iPhone 13 commercials? <laughs> oh, I'm a huge fan. John's favorite type of art is when people post 11-11 with a picture of a sunset on their Snapchat stories. Yeah, and when they tell me to make a wish, I mean, I swipe up and I, I hit him with a with he, a nice wish. And he wishes for more photography. <laughs> Please more. do this Why again. Why can the sun not set twice a day, really? I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to see where the uh, sun is uh, setting at 11-11, though. That's probably not what they're taking pictures of. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Banksy, you don't yeah, know who Banksy. Banksy is? I do not know who Banksy He's is. He's the guy who's big on. Uh, I remember seeing it on like the Snapchat discovery things. It was this big I think news. He's been around since before Snapchat. He's been around since before we were born. This yeah, guy's got to be so. pretty old. It's pretty embarrassing that I don't know who he is. Yeah, no, the big thing was he had this painting. Um, and it was valued at like millions and millions of dollars and they were bidding on it basically. And you know, when you're bidding, you have a gavel, um, like the auctioneer has one. Okay. And so the final price was sold. No one topped it. The auctioneer banged the gavel and instantly the painting started shredding itself because he had programmed it to shred and it like went into like little like ribbons at the end. Um, when it heard a pitch uh, at the same frequency of a gavel hitting wood. That is crazy. It is the most bonkers thing and, I've ever And ironically, read. now each of the little shavings is worth. Oh, it's worth. It's, like, it's worth a way more. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it is protest against art. I mean, that's yeah. what I have to imagine it was. Yeah. You gotta I, think so. I don't think we any of us know enough about art to understand what banks well, actually was andy i took uh, intro to art education last semester. And I took art history last semester. So <sighs> we both got A's. Uh, we did. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> hard not right to. Here. But uh... <laughs> I, I almost, uh, I almost got a B in art in middle school. Um, my art teacher, your clay. Or? No, my art teacher just thought that I wasn't trying, and uh, little Jonathan was, uh, he was trying his best. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm just not an artist, <laughs> not with my hands at least. I, uh, I could never like work with clay well. In like elementary school, when we didn't make like pinch bots or something. Yeah. Mm. Mine, like mine all the kids just had like either. these perfect little hemispheres of clay, and I just had some oblong, fat little thing, <laughs> and it never really made much sense to me, but yeah, it stuck in my memory as you can see. <laughs> yeah, I uh, you know when we would take home those art projects, 
I just feel like my parents, like, they would look at it, and they would just hold it together, and then when I went to bed that night, they would just start, like, talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, but, what but is that's this the art that making? gets displayed by, by parents, is that yeah. the art is just, that's just so bad, it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, I have a little turtle that's colored in many different colors and just broken apart so many times because I made it so poorly, but it just <laughs> is a work of art. When I was in third grade, we did, like, the wire and, like, the paper mache. Oh, and yeah. And we had to do animals. And I remember bringing mine home. I made a salamander. And I remember bringing mine home to my parents. It was a purple and silver salamander, as, as most are. Like Prince. Exactly. <laughs> it was <laughs> it's the, uh, the animal formerly known as salamander. Um, Sal- and salamander or it, just named? It was, it was just the, the salamander, formerly okay. known as salamander. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and I brought it home. And I remember I was so proud because I had the longest art project in the class. Which, <laughs> looking back, art just isn't really a thing that you can quantify like that. But I thought, like, wow, I put that many inches of effort into this, yeah. <laughs> into this piece of art. Yeah, if you heard, and, like, one guy sold the most art in the past, like, 10 years, you'd be like, yeah. wow, he makes a lot of really crappy art, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but not no. saying that the salamander's bad, but... Well, and I only made one of them, and it didn't sell, which was unfortunate. Oh, but yeah. it, but it did take up about four feet on the top of our piano for a good four years. That is a, that's a hefty salamander. What do salamanders even look like? Yeah, they look like the Geico gecko, except they're red, I think. Oh, okay. Um, they're amphibians, though, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know how they are at selling insurance, though. I would, I would argue that they, they actually might be better than the Geico, uh, Gecko. I, uh, I don't know about not, you. Not a fan? I, my, my dad and I, um, we, anytime we're watching football and stuff and that commercial turns on, we, uh, we tend to leave that channel just for a little bit. We're, wow. My I, whole really? I think, I think in terms of insurance people, the Geico Gecko is the least annoying. I would agree with that. Yeah. You don't like the uh, um, like the Allstate commercials? Oh, he's the best. Well, he's also. I mean, in, Mayhem he, is just an iconic. He's yeah. a, he's in Thirty Rock too, and his character yeah. is so good. I love that actor. You know, know uh, when also COVID the, started, the oh, what were you gonna say? Other Allstate guy, the You're yeah. a Good Hands guy. He's also an actor. So they they just broke the bank for. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they did. But did you know that um, Mayhem, when COVID started, they they felt like people would be triggered or uncomfortable by the fact that like madness was happening on television because it was happening in the real world i was thinking that i had not seen many mayhem ads yeah. until recently yeah, yeah they brought it they took it away for a while um it's a shame we needed more mayhem we did need more <laughs> mayhem. <laughs> honestly i feel like there's still plenty of mayhem osu released their uh covid dashboard this week and uh 10 of people who tested tested positive oh really really which is just okay so think about it. how many people have you, do you think you've talked to in the past week yeah, I mean, all my classes are missing four people, so that does check yeah. out. But, but how many people did you talk to in the last week? I don't want to think. I don't want to think about con- that. I'm more concerned about Andy socially than anything else here. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, like, there's a good chance that if we uh, all get COVID, there's going to be three pods a day. So yeah. just keep an eye get out. ready for keep, it. Keep an eye. Out keep your that. AirPods charged because you're gonna have to <laughs> use them. <laughs> Oh, man, I need sleep, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all, don't yeah. we all? Josh and Andy both bring so much creativity, um, and I think 
a great way to show that is through a new game that Andy has created. Wow, this is this is very it's really uh, this a kind intro. I never really got this hype from my second. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I feel bad for you, John. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll help you. I'll hype you up another time. I mean, know? I guess it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, when we were working out today, I was hyping you up enough. So you don't need you don't need it That's in fair. the pod. <laughs> Appreciate that. All right. All right. So this game is called Historical Fiction. It stems from a. Uh, Lifelong love of Wikipedia that I that I have, uh, Josh and John. Josh especially knows just how much yes. amazing amount of time I spend on Wikipedia mm-hmm. on a in a day. So uh, I'm gonna read some seemingly Wikipedia articles. And you're gonna tell me if they're true or false. If they're if they're a real Wikipedia article or not. Bringing back the bringing back the old true or false or. Uh, Real or not. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to have a two-person game that a third person is reading that's not true or false based. That's fair. Is, is, yeah, is what point. I learned. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're students of the game. I think we're actually, con- con- like, comparatively, we're all shooting, like, under 50-50. So we're actually doing worse than a coin flip right now in the previous you know, games. <laughs> so well, I'm fair. cheering for you guys to get these ones right. Actually, all I want right. you to get them, all, that, them wrong because yeah, I think be a good job. Yeah. I'm feeling good about all right. it. Yeah. Number one. General Gregor McGregor was a Scottish soldier, adventurer, and confidence trickster who attempted from 1821 to 1837 to draw British and French investors and settlers to Poya, a fictional Central American territory that he claimed to rule. Hundreds invested their savings in supposed Poyajan government bonds and land certificates, while about 250 emigrated to McGregor's invented country in 1822 to 1823 to find only an untouched jungle more than half of them died wow if you made that up i'm going to be just incredibly impressed because yes that <laughs> one question took more effort than every other segment combined that I've made. <laughs> um that being said i think that's fake i think you made that up i think it's based on something you think that gregor mcgregor isn't a real guy i think that you thought that up from conor mcgregor um i think the the fake native american country thing or like area that's a real section that you put in but i believe that the whole concept just, just for the record i did not use any anything that i could think of that was real i didn't like try to wow didn't like try to change a tiny little detail to throw you off i'm still saying fake, fake? Gre- i don't believe that gregor mcgregor is ever a person i i'll go real i um you know what gregor mcgregor is a real person that's 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 my uh, that's my claim. The number one pick in the uh, MLS draft this year, his name was Ben Bender. So that's who a knows? Great soccer name. <laughs> yeah. Did he but, uh, did he Ben Bender it like Beckham? Wow, <laughs> good one. Got him. But but back to <laughs> Gregor McGregor. He was real. <laughs> yes. I didn't really. I like. I just thought like. You're you're really good at that. I figure you just put like the whole effort into the first one, and I was <laughs> I, just, just dead wrong. I I was reading that as like, there's no way that they think that that actually happened because what a crazy thing to, <laughs> a couple hundred people emigrated there and half of them just died because there wasn't a real country. That, that would is, absolutely happen today. That, that, if you if you took out two hundred random people from Ohio State. No 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 I don't I I just think the way it's written is just so funny. It just says. They immigrated. More than half of them died. Just so. <laughs> well, that's how Wikipedia writes, though. There's no emotion in it. And you read enough Wikipedia articles, I'm pretty sure you can mimic that. Okay. But I was wrong, so. <laughs> Number two. All right. All right. The sinking of the Marion was an 1878 maritime disaster occurring in La Crosse, Wisconsin. 
Early, early November 29th, the steamboat was sailing south en route to Davenport, Iowa, laden with suckling pigs. <laughs> Upon passing Lock and Dam number, number 7 in the Mississippi River, the Marion's boiler suddenly exploded, likely due to a meteor falling into the smokestack. Oh my god. The ship sank in three and a half minutes. Two people and 227 pigs perished. <laughs> um, jeez. And did you, did you shout out La Crosse, Wisconsin? I did shout out La Crosse, uh, I mean, I mean, or did said Wikipedia page shout out La Crosse, I, I said the words La Crosse, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, I'm going real. Uh, also, shout out to La Crosse, Wisconsin and our listeners that are listening from La Crosse, Wisconsin, which we do have one. Oh, Fun sick. Fact. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> That's my, so cool. My friend Mia listens to the pod. So shout out Mia. So we'll friend see of the pod. Yeah, friend Mia, of the pod. We'll Mia s- from La Crosse. Uh, but she, uh, we'll see if she actually listens. If, uh, yeah, it's a good test. If she yeah. reaches out. Josh, <laughs> thoughts? The chances of a meteor falling into a smokestack and Wikipedia... There's no way that back in the... Is it 1800s, correct? 1878. 1878. There's no way that they counted November the amount 29th. of... 29th. I don't believe that they counted the amount of pigs that died. They were so bad at estimating human deaths back then, I don't even think they would well, have the, bothered. The Davenport Stockyards had a manifest of all the pigs they expected to arrive. And went, See, I think you're lying right now. I am this lying. Is this is yeah. fake, <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty... That was a pretty good story, that though. That was really good. Yeah. I, I kind of like... meteor falling into a smokestack. That would be crazy. That would be nuts. Yeah, I, um, I, I thought of that. That was, like, the first thing I thought of, and then I wrote the rest of it without it. And then it's like, I kind of just need to include that just to add, like, another level of craziness because <laughs> most of these are pretty crazy, but... Yeah. yeah. I thought it was creative. I, I actually... So, I guess this will help you. Um, but I had a feel... And by you, I mean Andy for the listeners but uh i i had a feeling i said real because it just it sounded real to me but your uh your intonation um it just sounded a bit different the way you were reading this one compared to the first yeah, one yeah i knew because like i'd yeah i, I could tell that it was, it was more like it was more like storytelling rather than just like reading a wikipedia page it was more andy like oh andy children, does, let me read andy story. andy does spin a great yarn you're you're a good storyteller yeah, and i saw you. i saw you lean back as you started to read that and i was like i think this is fake <laughs> <laughs> he sat back okay. got comfortable then i just like lock my back so you guys can't <laughs> can't try to use my use your eyes to i mean i clearly didn't it's only, i clearly it's only didn't use game. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's wrong i just one for Drew. all, all right, right. Number three. The Brighton Joust was an 1899 jousting match between Pierre Bourbon and Clement St. George. The two were business rivals with a long-standing feud over the Cherbourg to Portsmouth shipping lane. After ruling that other tests of fitness were unfair to de- to de- due to Bourbon's age, on December 24th, the two jousted over rights to the lane. Bourbon was victorious. I feel like this was loosely derived from uh, the Hamilton musical. <laughs> but at the same time, the French pronunciation was just perfect. Bourbon. Bourbon. That being said, I do believe this is false. I'm going to go true. I've gone true three times in a row. <laughs> I guess false every time. I don't trust you at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, this did not happen. Yeah. I wish. I thought it was... Did you get any inspiration from uh, the Burr Hamilton duel? Uh, nothing, nothing conscious, but I'm okay. sure that unconscious. Uh, 
Subconscious, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? I I was I was in a coma when I came up <laughs> with this. Just knocked out on that. Yeah. <laughs> just I find that my best inspiration comes when I just have no brain signals going. On. <laughs> I mean, today's one of those days where the brain signals are just not. Yeah, just, just not, not there. firing. Yeah. All right. We have uh, two more. All so, right. Fantastic. John, you're down. I'm down, down one. by one. All right. So you have two chances to level this playing field. All right. Are you going false? I'll go true. <laughs> <laughs> the March 5th, 1973 Great Michigan Pizza Funeral was the ceremonial disposal of 29,188 frozen cheese and mushroom pizzas in Ossiniki, Michigan. The manufacturer had been ordered to recall the pizzas by the Food and Drug Administration after initial tests suggested botulism was present in a batch of canned mushrooms, and he decided to ceremonially dispose of the pizzas to demonstrate accountability and receive publicity. The pizzas were tipped into an 18-foot deep hole in the ground before a crowd of onlookers who were addressed by Michigan, by Michigan Governor William Milliken. Later, tested by the FDA, ruled out botulism. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. It's now, all, all the, the, wait, the other names of the events are the Great Pizza Funeral of Michigan and the Great Pizza Burial. Just The first problem I have with this is that no one on earth eats cheese and mushroom on a pizza. <laughs> That's my, just, my sister would beg to defer. I love cheese pizza and I love mushrooms on pizza. But if I'm going to get that, I'm throwing some onions and sausage on there too. So you don't think it's reasonable that 29,188 of them were buried in a hole in Michigan one day? No, Michigan people are weird. They would do that. I think that <laughs> w- what day what day did this occur on? March 5th. It's pretty cold in Michigan on March 5th. I believe that this could be a, se- a source of warmth. I think that would draw a lot of onlookers, especially if they were frozen pizzas. Well, not if they lit them on fire. When did it say that they, they were lit on say fire? They lit did I miss something? They, they were never lit on fire. They were put in a hole in the ground. This is real. <laughs> I think it's fake. This is real. Let's oh my go! Goodness, I think Josh just won there. <laughs> great. Yeah, but there's one more. So yeah. We'll just, well, but make it double, double points. Okay, this one's worth triple points. Okay. Whoever, I said okay. Yeah, I just don't want to. <laughs> okay, fine. Point. You want to know? Triple, 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 triple. triple. <laughs> yeah. CD. This is a this is a short one. CD Rev, also known as Chengdu Revolution, is a Chinese government-sponsored gangster rap group whose nationalist theme music has been described in the West as propaganda. I'm going true, just to complete the, uh, <laughs> complete the, uh, how many were there? You went false for the last one. Really? Yeah. Dang, the yeah. first time I go false and I fail. I'm going true. I believe that, okay, so me and Andy watched Chappelle's show a couple of weeks ago, or like last week, and Wu-Tang Clan was the artist group, and I feel like Wu-Tang Clan has the same Asian influences without the nationalist part. What was the, what was the gang called? Chengdu, Chengdu Revolution. CD um, Rev. It's a pretty great name. Government-sponsored gangster rap group. That's <laughs> sick. This is true. We both went true. No, no, this is false. I don't believe this. We 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 talked you about Wu-Tang recently. You don't think that China would do that? Because they gangster? would. Really? That's true. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, my gosh. On the triple you th- points. I think we could... Yeah, congrats, John, for winning Good the job, game. John. <laughs> you think, you think Josh, we could play that, or we'd get in trouble for copyright reasons, or for supporting Chinese nationalist reasons? I think more the second one, given that uh, Chinese copyright doesn't really have too much effect over here. 
Let's play Let's it. Let's play it. <laughs> Get ready for 20 minutes of Gangster Revolution. Gangster Revolution. Covered by Tom Petty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you're, you're zoned, but now is as good of a time as ever to, uh, to have you stand up, you know? Yeah, it's going to be kind of hard to do uh, while sitting, but I would love to do a little bit of stand-up, a little bit of background. Um, it's the beginning of a career, we could say. I have pretty much no stand-up experience outside of a little, uh, little middle school variety show uh, gig. We love variety shows here. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the theater kid in the building would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out. Yeah, so John uh, texted me today while I was in class and was like, Hey, you want to do stand up on the pod? Um, unknowing that we were all just gonna be absolutely drained after today, cause we're recording this at eleven o'clock. Um, oh my god! And honestly, that I feel that my hardship and all the all the turmoil that my life goes through—that's where I truly find my humor. Um, yeah. Coming, it's not easy coming from a upper middle class family and uh, the Midwest. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, Same beginnings as John Mulaney. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the only reason I'm here right now is because I did a lot of coke before this podcast. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, kidding. I can uh, tell. You're, you're bringing that energy right yeah. now. <laughs> no, I'm the straight and narrow uh, stand-up comedian. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I'll get into it. So today, um, I walked into my data analytics class. I'm taking, a, like, a second level one for, like, political science. Um, so basically, I walk in. I talk to a couple people I know. And... All of a sudden, my professor's up there. He's kind of an odd guy. He is a master's student who learned that he was going to be teaching the class three days before it started, and he's just incredibly unprepared. Like, it's not on him. It's on, like, the administration. They just didn't prep him to be able to teach the class. Together as Buckeyes. Exactly. Um, and I noticed, like, throughout the lecture, he um, he's just, like, stepping on his water bottle a lot, and uh, his, like, eyes are kind of darting around, but he's also just kind of, like, a kind of an odd dude. So it doesn't really bother me. Plus, he is masking up between bites and sips. So <laughs> I f- listen to the pod. Otherwise, your grades about to get. Yeah, out. I know that would really that would really blow. Um, and anyway, so we're starting to we're doing some review from last year. Um, and we're starting to talk about like different kind of distributions, whether it be like least squares regression or binomial multivariate stuff like that. Um, and he has a bit of an accent. He's a French guy. And so he starts to start like trembling a little bit. I'm like, is is this dude okay? Like I don't know I don't know what's happening. He's just standing up there and he looks like he's like under duress, but he keeps teaching. Um and as he gets onto this like specific type of of distribution, um, he falls to the floor. And everyone's like, What what's what's going on? Like he's falling to the floor, but he's still teaching. And all he's saying is, Is Poisson, is Poisson. We thought that he was teaching us about Poisson distributions. Uh, what he was actually trying to do is saying he had been poisoned. Thank you very much. <laughs> that joke was written just directly for Andy because he's the only person who's going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but pos- I, I, I did like that. I love a good Poisson distribution. <laughs> I like now I'm trying to remember the... Uh, the equation for it, Josh. Fill me in there. It's, I don't know, uh, dude. We just learned about it today. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but that, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Anyway, this you is... Lo- uh, you one... lost me when it was the French teacher. I don't think there are any French teachers at this school. Yeah, I mean, besides the ones that teach French. <laughs> um, well, yeah, besides them. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, that's my stand-up. Uh, it's not very good. It's very uh, statistics-focused. <laughs> so <laughs> but not, This not one goes huge... out to all the uh, people who have studied data, data probability. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not sure who this is going to appeal to on a large basis, but I was uh, sitting in class today and almost crying laughing because I thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> so you, you were just sitting in class and you just said a poisson and you're like, I got it. I knew, well, I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but the way that he said it, I was like, you said that oh, really oddly. Wait, is he actually a French dude? No. Yeah. No. But the rest of the story was true, except, like, the poison part. Did he um, fall to the ground? No. <laughs> He's fine. You said the rest of the story was true, except for the poison part. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, he was just, on the, he was, I don't know what was going on with him. Qua- no, plus, I, I don't know. Loved. He just well, happened to keep teaching mm-hmm. on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just made that up. I just remember he was drinking a lot from his water bottle, and he was a generally shaky dude, so. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I liked it. I appreciate that. I am going to watch a career with with a lot of interest. Dude, I would love to do... I would love to do stand-up. I honestly think I'd be a... I don't know how good I'd be at it, but... I, yeah, I think, I think you have the the clever... The cleverness, and you can get the delivery down. He's but, got yeah. chops. If your audience is only... Uh, stats made... Stats, I got stats it, dude. People, it's in the bag. It, I th- no, I think that'd be pretty tough, because... I think that people like that are just way too focused on as as well. A so, major someone would, someone would say major, I think I believe that it is reasonable for me to assume that I would, uh, <laughs> as it falls inside the uh, confidence interval, that I would do okay as a stand up. Yeah, we never thought it would only take three episodes for us to be simultaneously just dead. Um, we are but we are burnt out. We are it, all out of ideas. This yeah. podcast has taken everything from it's us. It's over. I'm financially <laughs> destitute, <laughs> you know, including our friendship. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? I actually um, so I was watching a bunch of YouTube videos just to learn how to create podcasts. Um, I'm I've become really passionate about this, and it's kind of become one of my biggest hobbies. Like, like I I joke with Josh and Andy that I'm gonna start including this in interviews, but it's like I mean when you're passionate it's on about my resume something, now. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. on, mine, on mine as well. It's not on mine yet. It's a great interest. But yeah. when it's something you're passionate about, I mean it's easy to talk about, and that's what interviewers want. But I um through all my research, one big thing that I found was to avoid burnout. And so when I came to school and I was like really excited about doing the podcast with the guys, I he did uh, not he did not emphasize the really excited enough. John, you were you were so excited about the podcast. Yeah. It was it was beautiful. It was. Know? It made me excited for it. <laughs> it did. It really like without the without John's energy on that first couple of episodes, me and Andy would just be sarcastically making comments to each other for 30 minutes and no one wants to hear that yeah uh we don't even want to hear that no (laughs) we hate the sounds of our own voice exactly yeah Yeah, and i'm the one that has to listen to it over and over and over again (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah but uh yeah no i just um it it said to to avoid burnout um you should just create a list of as many ideas as possible and so that's like one big thing that i've been trying to do but then when you're actually burning out in life, you know, <laughs> like schools, I mean, it's just like the first like two weeks of school, but okay. are you burnt out yet? I'm, I'm feeling out. exhausted tonight. Yeah. I mean, I would say I'm exhausted. I'm not burned out right now. Like, but that's just like a, that's a temporary state. The grind is permanent. So, oh, the grind, the grind, <laughs> the grind. We're, just, we're not allowed to let the grind stop. The grind no. just if we stop grinding, the grind stop. will destroy It'll us. grind us back. It's you know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that actually chasing us. Yeah, you can't let the catch up. The grind not stopping that that actually might be a, a pretty nice a pretty nice segue into uh 
into a little something I I wanted to talk about. What do you want to talk about? I wanted to I wanted to tell the pod about just, just a little bit about our routines, you know. There's yeah, nothing sure. more exciting than talking about a routine. Uh, uh, about seven seven a.m. to eleven p.m. The only thing on my calendar just says grind. <laughs> so <laughs> I a, mean, a lot of people don't know this, but inside wait, wait, inside wait, of you, you there inside of you there are two wolves, and both of them are telling you just grind all day. <laughs> Sleeping for eight hours, you're you're not grinding enough then, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you should only have to sleep once every two days. <laughs> I'm gonna work the rest. That's kind of what I'm running on right now. Yeah, I, uh, honestly, true. that trying to worry that that's your schedule. <laughs> it's it's only fairly often. I I just uh, I thought it would be a really good time to just discuss kind of our routines as college students. Not that it's that exciting, but I feel like we kind of we do it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, we have a group chat called the Rise and Grind, which is just incredibly. I- I, incredibly different than everyone else. We we need to <laughs> we need to cut back a bit because people are gonna realize, people are gonna think that we're not saying it ironically. Yeah, no, then, this is definitely ironic. And then and that's when no, I'm I'm saying this for the pot. I'm just yeah. telling every all of our listeners that it is ironic. Oh yeah. no, it's incredibly ironic. <laughs> and I, I do think it's a really important thing for a podcast to especially to grow their community and get new listeners, especially ones that we don't know as personally as probably the ones we have right now. Um, just so they know a little bit about us, because we're not just the devilishly handsome and crazy funny people that you hear on your, on your AirPods once every two weeks. We're, we're human beings. We're human beings. <laughs> we're beyond just faces of radio. Exactly. It's <laughs> my favorite joke. Yes, it yeah, is. You, it's made you... on every single podcast, I think, so far. Hey, but that's important. That's right. We Repetitiveness. Need... One of the things I read on, on Twitter, repetitiveness is a key to a podcast. You gotta have bits coming back. That's why we do our real or fake stuff. Yeah. yeah. Every every pod, you guys know what you're joining into when you exactly. click the play button. You're like, well, there's going to be a game. Now, I hope you guys are ready. going to have more fun than I am. I hope you guys are ready for real or fake schedules. <laughs> oh, no, no. no, no. Nah, we'll just, they'll just take, take everyone throughout our, throughout our schedule a little bit, kind of learn what we do. Yeah. No, so the, I mean, at least for Josh and I, the alarm goes off at 7.07 a.m., which I know what you're thinking. That's a... Uh, Okay, why did you, why did you Andy cut out? me out of that? Oh, because Andy's alarm goes off at 710. Oh, that's okay. just a oh. fact. That, that is a fact. That's <laughs> that's a, a fact. I thought you were just axing me out of the No, Andy, Andy needs those extra three minutes. We all know that. This makes it sound like we live in like bunk beds that just go one, two, three, like up like that. <laughs> I mean, it, sometimes it feels like that. <laughs> I mean, especially I don't when, think it does. <laughs> it, no, but when you guys are when I, when you guys are doing work and I just suddenly show up in the room and That's distract fair. you guys. Like Josh was on a meeting earlier today and I just walk into the room yeah, and start you, talking. You yelled to Andy. something and then I, I just had to just said I just for like fifteen. Um, no but we uh you know the the day starts for us at least two days a week at least four days a week four four days a week well it depends depending on the days we live four days a week we wake up at seven o'clock two days a week yeah but the day the day starts pretty early um and then unless you're me the day just does not stop for me, I I nap. (laughs) john john is a big napping guy yeah big napper over here yeah I mean, one could argue that my day, it, it consists of sleep, exercise, and Jolly Ranchers. That's just the way I go about it. Yeah, I do eat a lot of Jolly Ranchers. Big, big, it's like big a treat. Jolly it's like day. a treat system you kind of have for a dog. Like, yeah. John doesn't work. Oh, there's Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> oh, Blue J- <laughs> Little John's going <laughs> to bed, you get a Jolly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. goodness. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like not a lot of people have that drive. 
and like commitment to get up. And I, I'm wow. gonna be honest, I don't. This is some self praise right yeah. here. No, I'm gonna be honest, I don't, I don't have that. I mean, if we're if we're gonna be honest, it's mostly you guys who have been carrying me recently in that department. Well, I would disagree. I would actually, I would, I would say, I would say, drive shows up in a lot of different forms. I would say that John has more of a drive to like make this podcast sound as good as it does, way more than Andy and I. Like, yeah. he's willing to put in the time to like edit all. Like, he he edits all of this. Like, me and Andy don't really do anything with that. Um, like he he oversees the outlining of the pod. He comes up with a lot of uh, a lot of the bits or some of the topics of discussion, and that's just the kind of thing that. Just the kind of grind that doesn't isn't, isn't really public. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of parts to our daily lives that probably you guys don't see as you we talk to you about thirty five minutes every two weeks. But um, I don't know. I feel like it's it's fairest if we describe each other. No one's completely on. It's like oh. uh, we need to go bigger than routine. Just describe their whole personality and being. Andy, you get the first pick. Who do you want to describe? Well, I just want to. I wouldn't have used the word workaholic on Josh before. Really? I mean, maybe maybe that's the way. You see, maybe that's right, because I don't know how much work you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> but I don't know. I just feel like you're, like, when you, I think you're very, like, strong-willed, and when you put your mind to, like, doing something, you're going to do it. Like, you haven't missed a workout day at all this semester, and that shames me into going to work. <laughs> that shames me. Me too. Not, not to make this about myself, but that... That's your worst trait, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, the weakness yeah his, his ability to make the others around him succeed. That is just, just so weak of him. It is. It's, it's embarrassing how little he fends for himself. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Andy and I Andy and I worked out on our own last night at 8 p.m., and, and it's all Josh's fault. Yeah, it's all. It's all that makes We sure both to... didn't want to go, and then we did anyways. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, but okay. yeah. No, Who I, wants to describe me? I no. I can describe you. Okay, John, describe me. I I think that your just vast knowledge is underappreciated. Yeah, I think you know you know so much about like like we're able to have conversations about sports, about history, about literally anything. Like I could bring up any topic, and you will be able to have a full blown conversation for a very long time. There are very few people who I've met who have been able to talk about politics in a constructive and intelligent way that doesn't end up being an argument and is still enjoyable. Wow. Like, that is just that such is a rare a... thing. Political science majors suck, like, 90% of the time. Uh, I shout can't. out to all the poli science majors <laughs> listening. Yeah, shout out to all the poli science majors you, you But not you. Yeah, not you guys. You guys are the Denver side. No. <laughs> because listening to this podcast is mutually exclusive with sucking. And not, not, <laughs> not that an emotional argument is bad, but I, I like, I like our, our discussions about it because... Either way, I feel like I learned something, even if I'm wrong or right. Even if we're talking about, um, like, <laughs> sweatshops or, like, <laughs> the ethics of it. Like, the fact that someone can do, like, who can have a discussion about that. Like, you can come, come across, like, learning something more, whether I teach you or you teach me. So that is, that is definitely something different. I don't think I've ever actually had that happen yeah, with some of my wow. age before. Well, we should. Thank you. Yeah. That is very kind you know and josh and andy they were i mean they randomly found each other in the roommate search i mean obviously yeah, we randomly well. we randomly all came together fate. but 
Julia says, um, uh, obviously, friend of the pod in episode two. Uh, but Julia... <laughs> please, please refer to episode two. Yeah, yeah. Episode two. Timestamp in the description. <laughs> Julia, friend of the pod. <laughs> no, she refers to Josh and Andy. Uh, I don't know if she's ever told you guys this, but she, uh, she believes that you guys are, um, like, soulmates in the sense of, like, being <laughs> friends. Wow. No, not in a funny way. Like, it just... I, like, I Andy, th- Andy, do you have something you want to tell us? <laughs> <laughs> like, in the sense that it just kind of worked out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it did. That was really lucky. Like, yeah. All of us come, like, the eight of us who came to a room together, most of us didn't know each other beforehand. Yeah. And we were all kind of scrambling. Like, I don't know. It was the I, day I, of the, it was the day that we chose the room. Yeah. yeah. We didn't, like, yeah. we didn't. We each had our own group of four, kind of, but we all didn't really know each other. I mean, I, I, I knew a few of them on my side, but the, it all just kind of, I mean, we, we literally met up that day and met mm-hmm. each other that day. And, like, right away we were like, dang, like, this yeah. is actually, we got really lucky. I mean, me and John talking about Ben Folds, and I was like, all right, this is going to work out. Yeah. Ben, ben Folds and running. Oh, yeah. Um, I, uh, I was excited about that. That was the day I decided I wanted to run a marathon. Or yeah. That was the day I decided I would actually commit to running a marathon. <laughs> yeah. That was just interesting. Like, I don't know. It was just, uh, the, what I know about everyone now and what I knew, knew about everyone then it's just very different, like my perceptions of them. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't. I, I don't know. You guys, you now. <laughs> I don't know how you guys viewed me, but like, um, John, you're actually remarkably similar. I mean, it's, just, it's just your enthusiasm is what I saw first, and I still see that now. Yeah. But like, I tend to live my life with uh, my my personality shines through fairly, fairly quick. If John describes his life in one term, it'd just be moss. He chooses to live live moss. Most <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah true which we learned last podcast episode two timestamp in the description <laughs> yeah. that means live more yeah not not live large is what i thought it meant glad to see that your ohio state spanish <laughs> education is finally paying off three levels had no idea <laughs> <laughs> you never you never saw the word moss being more and you never assisted that with <laughs> with taco bell just over my head <laughs> um but yeah like i don't know like me and Andy chatted, and he seemed very down to earth. But I had no idea that he had just a wealth of unusable Wikipedia knowledge. That one day we were unusable. Um, yeah, today just, it was talk. it was quite usable. Yeah, no, no, timestamp and bio for the day. <laughs> this is the episode that makes us go big, and it's because of his wealth of Wikipedia knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So now, who who should I just dis- describe, Josh or John? Really got into John yet? I don't think. John, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I find you are one of the most like positively energetic persons because like there are a lot of people who are just like constantly energetic that just are insane and annoying. Yeah. But you, you're constantly like using whatever you're energetic or passionate about to like help yourself or someone else. Mm. Like you're, like when. You and this podcast is like a perfect perfect example because like I wasn't all that enthusiastic about doing it to start <laughs> yeah. with. You guys might have caught on to that a little bit. <laughs> um, Maybe when I'm constantly telling you to stop shifting your chair or moving your feet, I mean it's pretty hard to. Okay, uh, no, that's the that's the negative energy right there. No, oh, my bad. Just, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you you want this to be as good as it gets, and I think that's what you want for so many, for so many people and so many things that you are just so, like, excited to be doing whatever you're doing a lot of the time, whenever I see you. I think a lot and of your... I think, I think so many people appreciate just, like, that 
light that you bring. Yeah, I think a lot of your your passions and the way that you relax and blow off steam is still through helping people. I think a lot of people have um, a lot of self-interests that they tend to like satisfy in their free time. I think you more look at that time as ways that you can, A, make other people's lives better, and B, explore your own creativity. Um, and that's still shared with like people around you, which I think is really pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's actually really nice to hear because I feel like, okay, so I have like, uh, I'm applying for a bunch of different things right now, um, like honors programs and things like that. And they, like a big thing they're always saying is we're trying to find somebody that's like different than everyone else. And it's so hard to think of myself as different than everyone else because my passions are like fantasy football, sports, um, you know, like music and those are just so basic and it's so hard to like but you know it's different podcast but podcast podcast i mean you carry yourself differently than like everyone yeah especially after you get chest all right also, chest also, day. yeah chest day makes me feel so good about myself <sighs> even though sore, it feels yeah. so i do i feel incredibly sore but uh yeah but i think uh just a lot of your a lot of your passions are um outwardly motivated which i think is a good you're, thing you're very constructive constructive not like the literal I, mean, I don't know how good of a builder you are but <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good line but but in the in like you're always trying to uh improve something i feel like mm-hmm. yeah like you're always you're always building building something up mm-hmm. and it's it's varied and that is a very <laughs> good thing i think like yeah yeah yeah. It definitely, you definitely have a a lot of interests, which I think is one of the most valuable things you can have in life. Otherwise, life's boring. Um, I, yeah, I definitely think you find yourself fulfilled a lot of the day and interested. Um, yeah, you think that generally propels you to work pretty hard for it. Yeah, except for the fact that I'm using this podcast currently to procrastinate my stats homework. It's true. It's constructive. You're making someone laugh, hopefully. I mean, I, if, if nobody's listening and laughing, you're making me laugh. So. Yeah. Plus, I already made a st- I my stand up was already stats based, so technically you've already learned something. <laughs> just just tell <laughs> your teacher that but tomorrow. Tell your teacher about Poisson distributions, and he'll give you an A. That's that's a great idea. Okay. I'll do that, and then I'll also lead that into like a little TED talk about productive procrastination. So it's great. great. That's an actual talk. Is it really? Dude, they have TED Talks on everything. Dang, yeah. I feel like I could lead that. At TEDx Ohio State University uh, on uh, Spotify to listen to my last podcast. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, Josh Ooh. is a self-plug. Josh, Josh, Josh has uh, recently undertaken many podcasts. Yeah, he's, he's we're, started, gonna, we're on three different podcasts If right now, you so. search deep enough into Spotify, you will find the holy trinity of the three uh, Josh podcasts. Yeah, so right, now you, right now you're fine, too. But, okay. Yeah, Josh started <laughs> I just want them to us. keep on looking. Yeah. <laughs> Josh started cheating on us, so then that's when I made it a point to tell my business fraternity that I wanted to bring back the Meet the Members podcast just so that I could cheat on you guys also. Mm. It's only fair. We don't know what Andy's going to start podcasting about yet, but we'll figure that out soon. Andy's just going to sit down and just read off Wikipedia pages, <laughs> I listen to that. and instead of a podcast, it's just going to turn into ASMR. That's pretty much what a podcast is, just talking about random stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, We're doing a great job of it right now. Okay, who do we sell to do? You. Oh. Yeah, you're fine. End of pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You're so, like, positive all the time. Like, you're, you're complaining about something, but you're always finding... I mean, that, that sounded really bad. 
But like when you, <laughs> I, I do complain a lot. Like for, like for, when you're like making a joke about something that happened, you always just find a way to like find something, some silver lining, funny thing about it, and just like crack like a little quip in there with it. Like you're complaining about a meeting that was too long or something like that, and you just like find a way. They're like, eh, it wasn't that bad, and then you just make a joke about it. Yeah. And I think that is that's really impressive, just because how much you do, and how quickly it destroy me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, he just, uh, I think it's just that Josh's ability to make others work harder. I think that that's really yeah. awesome. I've never, I've never seen Josh, like, act in a leadership role, but I can tell that he'd be good at it, just because, like, like it's just people, very... people are drawn to him. Yeah. And that they want, like, they want to hear what you say. And they want to, and you can motivate people like nobody's business. It's it's a very strong skill you have, I think. Yeah, like when you tell some, I mean, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, but like Andy and I would not have worked out yesterday if it wasn't for just the motivation of Josh. So, so Josh is a great delegate of work. Yeah, I'm a delegate and leader. Let, go, let, go work out. Less of a leader and more of just a personal what trainer. <laughs> it's not just that, though. Like, I, I mean, I... I see, I see your work routine and your schedule, and that, that motivated me to just go through every single class and just make sure that I have my days created. Like, I, I have just such an in-depth schedule this semester because of what I saw you do last semester. You love a nice planner. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, we're all sheep, and you're just the lion. <laughs> you know what they say? I'd rather have an army of sheep led by a lion than an army of lions led by a sheep. So. Yeah. And you're, you're, it's a dorm of seven sheep, and you're the lion that leads it. <laughs>